Oh, okay. Well, I was just thought I would do a quick Thanksgiving uh, podcast special. Good, good. So, I just thought I'd give you a call. Yeah. So, what are you doing today? For, so, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? We, uh, we're going to go to Isela's grandma's house and we'll have a, we'll have a big event there. Oh, cool. There's always some sort of, uh, I do get the I do get rotten pork instead of turkey. Yeah. 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 Well, we're doing turkey too. So there's turkey. I think there might be two turkeys, and they just they just want more centerpiece meals. I think. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a good idea. I tried to make a I, I made a pumpkin pie for it. I think I'm gonna leave it here though because <laughs> I baked it wrong. It still tastes good, but oh. you know the, the crust is a little burnt. Um, uh, well, that's okay usually. I I did a. Yeah, I did a pumpkin pop tart. Mm. That sounds good. Which is kind of the same thing as a pie, but yeah. it's just made like a pop tart instead. Yeah, yeah. Did you make a big one? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a tray size. That's good. That's good. How was it? Uh, it turned out good. I think. I think I. Yeah. Uh, you haven't, haven't eaten it yet. No, I mean I tried some of the filling. Yeah. And then the the crust is uh, vegan crust. Which I usually do a butter crust, uh, yeah. so that's the only difference. Uh, so we'll see how butter? it goes. What do you use instead of butter? Just uh, some kind of vegetable oil. I use coconut oil this time, but you can probably use any kind of vegetable oil. Yeah, I, I use like uh, I use vegetable oil. I use olive oil now instead of butter for uh, like grilled cheese. Oh really? Yeah, just like just a little bit on, spread it on the on the bread, and then use that. Yeah. That's uh, that's similar to like using mayonnaise, really, because mayonnaise is just oil and eggs at its base. Yeah. So. Yeah, I used to use I use I use mayo a lot too for that. Mhm. <laughs> cool. So uh, um, that sounds good. We're just having people. We're just having people over. Uh, yeah. Who's all coming over? Uh, I think just Gary and Diane. I don't know okay. when or what's going on, yeah. but. Uh, that's all I know. Yeah. You watched the, did you watch the parade? No, I didn't. I was doing other stuff, and then I, I missed, no. yeah, I missed Santa. I was pretty, was pretty upset about that. Yeah, he came out right at like 11.57. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just missed him. Definitely a highlight. They did this weird thing. We were watch, I watched the whole thing today. I, I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing like that. Uh, but I watched the whole thing today. And for like two and a half hours, they just kept talking about how Cher was going to be there. And you know, Cher's a big Cher's a big star, right? But yeah. like, they had plenty of other people show up that were notable people, but they could not stop talking about how Cher was going to be there. Hmm. Um, and it was weird. It, it's like you, it's like they got the Beatles back together with how much they were talking about how Cher was going to be there and like this is New York City like Cher plays here every 
every few months, I feel like. It's not. Yeah, well, well Sherry, is it a New York City thing to be in the Sherry? Santa does is so impressive. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you really break down the physics of having to get to every house uh, in the world in one night, it's unbelievable. Yeah, when you compare it to, you know, Cher, who has, you know, a 50-some year career, it's still, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not comparable. Yeah. Santa is way more impressive. He's been doing it for at least 50 years. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, Cher is up there. Like, I'd be excited to see Cher. But, like, you know, my top, top for me is definitely Santa. Number two is probably Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Cher is somewhere on the list probably, but. Yeah. Kermit's good. Um, I get a, I I feel a lot of sympathy for Kermit because he's got those long, those long arms and they look brittle, right? And he's like, he's with Miss Piggy who's very aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at any moment, you just think that Miss Piggy's going to kill him because he just looks brittle. Like he's going to fall apart. And they paired him with uh, maybe the second most aggressive Muppet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kermit, he looks pretty flexible, though. I think that, uh, you know, he's... Flexible? Yeah. 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 Like, I think he could maybe squeeze out of a lot. You know. Yeah, that's that's true. Do you think he's old though? Kermit, no, no. I, I think um, you know for uh, what he is, I think he's fairly young. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure because he plays a uh, what's his face from Treasure Island, um, the captain there, and it, oh yeah, Tim it, Tim Curry. Yeah, uh, no, Tim Curry's the pirate. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they might still be pirates, actually, but he's, they're like the good pirates in that one. Okay. And then, and then Tim Curry's like the bad pirates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they make his age a little bit like indeterminate in that movie, I think. Well, yeah, because uh-huh. it's like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Legolas is hundreds of years old, uh, but he's yeah. young. He's young for an elf, though. You know, yeah, kind of like exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually not since I was like in high school, probably. Yeah, you should watch it again. There's this, a lot of it's good, right? Like yeah. where all that stuff is just great. The singing part for the lead, like the kid there, is like they have him singing falsetto, like the whole movie. It's really off-putting in <laughs> a modern movie, like in like a modern setting, because it, it's like they have him singing like Fievel's part or something. And like <laughs> it's way too high for them, uh, and they, they could have just lowered the songs down a 
bit for him to sing in like a normal voice, you know? Yeah. But they had this like kid who was about to go on a pirate adventure singing falsetto all the time. And he's running into like Gonzo and stuff and they, like their comedy's great. And then he's singing like this weird part. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry's great in that though, so. Well, he's great in everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, they do this weird thing with pirates where uh, they, in that movie in particular, they probably went too far with like the... Uh, oh, here, I'll call you back. Hey, Tim. Sorry about that. I had to, I had to help my, uh, my father-in-law in the house. Uh, you know, he's having, he's having hip surgery, so... Yeah. Well, good job. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So... Alright, so, so Treasure Island did something with pirates. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that's weird about pirates is that, like, they're, you know, rough and tough. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially in modern times, when they're depicting a fairy tale story, they make them into some kind of, like, like, fantasy thing. Yeah. And it's like, uh... So, yeah, and then it winds up where there's a little kid singing about it in a really weird way. <laughs> it, always, it always ends up with that. Yeah. Uh, like, Peter Pan did it the way it was supposed to be done, I think. Pirates are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were still, like, goofy and funny to watch. Yeah. Goofy, funny to watch, kind of dumb. Yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like, uh... Things like Treasure Island, uh, I feel like, and even like Pirates of the Caribbean, everybody wants there to be like people living on the outside of society that like are, are normal, sensible people, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not generally the case with those types. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one thing to be like living in a shed in the woods and going to town for meat every so often and stuff like that, and being like a full blown pirate. Right, and that's exactly what, it, like, like people's fantasy about pirates is that it's like uh, uh, you're free and on your own, which can be done in a much more, uh, uh, you know, a less toxic way than, than the yeah. way pirates do it, you know? Sometimes. Sometimes you gotta have the pirates on your side. You gotta, I mean, there's a necessary evil sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you're fighting a rogue band of ninjas, you're gonna want some pirates at your back yeah. if, if they're available. Yeah, just like sometimes, yeah. you know, you gotta drop the bomb on Japan. Yeah. Who's gonna, who's gonna ship it there? Normal yeah. people? No. <laughs> pirates will do that. <laughs> So, did you see, uh, I saw a headline recently, and uh, apparently Andy Pettit and A-Rod are on the ballot for the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, man. Now, what do you think? I think, me personally, I think you may see a steroid era player get in in Andy Pettit. I don't think A-Rod's going to get in. Andy Pettit was, I think, more forgivable than most people since it was like, Probably more temporary. Yeah. And like he wasn't. He wasn't like a power pitcher in the same way that a lot of like the Roger Clemens types were. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So like his his reputation, I don't think is is as like tired as, as everyone else. 
Yeah. Um, I just think Danny Pettit was was like awesome. Yeah. In every way, so they should just let him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he was always like cool. Like, yeah. you need more. I mean, like, most of Derek Jeter's reputation is, is just like how cool he was during the postseason, right? Like, he yeah. A, he has like a full season's worth of games in the postseason in his career, and it makes for like a really solid season where most people kind of like don't do as well under the pressure. Right. And Andy, Andy Pettit's kind of the same way. Um, but yeah, I, on the other hand, though, I, I feel like 10, 20 years we'll see a softening on, on our opinions of some of the steroid era players, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you'll still. You, you will still have to bar people like Mark McGuire, uh, who like kind of just were a little bit too like I don't understand why we're even talking about this. Right yeah, now. yeah, and he went real. He went real yeah. Pete Rose with it, you know. Yeah, you know. He, um, so I understand that. Um, you know, which is why another one uh, from the steroid era that's underrated, I think, is Jason Giambi because yeah. he. Um, uh, you know, he, he. I think he felt bad or something or whatever it was that made him come out and say, "All right, I did steroids. What do I have to do?" Yeah. And uh, I think that was admirable. Yeah, and Jason Giambi was like good in other ways other than like being a power hitter too. Like, like he walked like fifteen percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really where his like that, that's where a lot of his benefit was. Yeah, his um, yeah, his patience. At the plate and his overall ability to like work a count and stuff like that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like Bonds was good at that too, but Bonds gets a huge bump from the, the intentional walks for like five years. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't he wasn't near as good as like Giambi was, or um, so like the, that like era of players when like people started paying attention to walks more. Yeah, yeah, because um, because Bonds was obviously being pitched around. Yeah, you know, so and Giambi earned more walks, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you might. I, I think like if you give it, and then in the long run, in our lifetimes, I think they put people like Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. They'll, they'll figure out how to approach it. But I think Barry Bonds, Pete Rose in the long run get put in the Hall of Fame just maybe after they die you know yeah that, it might be posthumously yeah yeah because yeah. like everybody's like oh they missed their chance they had so much number of votes like those, those are all made up rules we're, we're talking about a made up institution yeah for a made up game like they can put them in the Hall of Fame if they want yeah uh, they're just probably not going to do it while they're alive mm-hmm. so it's like the in the the people who vote on that, the people who, like, sports writers in general, a lot of times are just, like, beyond nerds to the point where it's like, I don't even want to hear anything they ever say. Yeah, they're not even cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get weird people voting against some people, you know, like, like when people talk about Mo, Mo was, like, the first unanimous pick, right, for, for something like that, like... I love Mario, Mariano Rivera. I think he should have been unanimously voted in. But how is he the first person yeah. in all of baseball where everybody thought, yeah, this guy should go into the Hall of Fame, you know? Like, yeah. who and was it, voting against, like, Lou Gehrig, you know? Well, who voted against Derek Jeter? <laughs> yeah. The, the, but, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, why is the bar so high that you got to have somebody vote against? Like, with Derek Jeter, 
Like, you, you can make some arguments that, like, he, he was overrated for his whole career, but at the same time, he was, like, the most, he was, like, the top, one of the top five, like, most popular, well-known athletes in the world for, like, most of his career. Yeah. Like, how does that not get you to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, like, that's all that matters at that point. It's a, it's a made-up institution, and it, you let in the famous people, you know? Yeah. Um, we just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, there's yeah. there's countless people who belong in that that aren't in there. And it's funny how the writers for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're like all smug and stuff. And it's like, yeah. you're, rock and roll was invented pretty much, like a lot of people think rock and roll was invented by, uh, by Chuck Berry, who was caught, like, taking video of girls taking shit. Yeah. And like... Yeah. And like now they want to they want to act like it's some kind of upstanding institution. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. How many people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame died of like drug overdoses in their twenties? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe thirties. I don't. I don't know. There's that whole thing. But <laughs> either way, like it's not it's not a lot of upstanding people there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? All that matters is the Hall of Fame that's in my heart. <laughs> you know. That's the only thing that matters. And A-Rod, and A-Rod is in that hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's certain people who, like, I get excited to watch play baseball. Um, it was A-Rod for a long time. Before A-Rod, it was probably Daryl Strawberry, who is another one who, you know, you could argue could be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and then now it's probably Giancarlo Stanton, who's, like, a lot better of a person, it seems like, but he gets a lot more criticism. Yeah, um, I love Stan. I love how on off Stan is. Like you have no idea which Stan you're gonna get any given day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're either gonna see him like not really swing at a pitch the whole game, or he hits like three home runs. And yeah, it's like the greatest game in history. It's the <laughs> best. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's fun to watch, um, especially when he sees like when you watch him hit a home run. And you see his swing, and you're like, "There's, there's no way that should have yeah. hit as far as it was." <laughs> it's kind of a dumb looking swing. You're yeah, to like a weird part of the field, and it goes like 450 feet. <laughs> um, yeah, he powered all sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Uh, yeah, did you watch the World Series? I feel like I didn't, I didn't catch much of it. Um, actually, yeah, I did watch. Some of it, I was interested because of the Rangers. Yeah. Because um, they, you know, I like watching teams that haven't, that aren't there very often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, baseball is pretty awesome to watch right now because of the how good the pitching is, I think. Um, pitching now, like every pitcher in baseball right now could have been an ace in any other era of all time. Yeah, so many of them are really good right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of true. Probably across the gambit is baseball too. Like the bar, the bar is getting higher and higher just to get in. Because of that, like stats are looking. A lot of times, people's stats don't look that impressive until you use like the. I don't know if you follow any like the the more advanced like statistics that they use to compare players against each other and like the leagues that they're in and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. I, I, I guess I haven't looked into that that much actually. It's essentially, yeah, it's essentially like you have an ERA, right, for a pitcher. You have like a 300. Um, but then there's an ERA plus. 
stats that they'll use that essentially compares like how much higher is the league average ERA than this given player's ERA. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Okay. I've seen ERA plus. I never knew what it meant. Yeah, yeah. So essentially it's like, like if you have 120 ERA plus, then the league average ERA is 20% higher than yours. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so they'll do that with like uh, uh, like ops, like the OPS plus will have the same thing. It's essentially comparing your OPS against those leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way you can have like because some people will have like in different eras like obscenely high batting average but then like the, the comparison to the rest of the league isn't really that much better than like that 300 is now yeah um, okay so so they, they use some of those to compare to try to like normalize for the era but at the same time like, there's just so much like that still doesn't account for like how many good players there are in the league right now yeah that's true um, yeah, because that can be thrown off by talent on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, the number of talent, too. Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, the average could still be the same, but, like, you're breaking through among, like, if everybody can hit a 280, it changes things about, like, if 280 is the average mm-hmm. um, thing. So that the spread, it doesn't account for, like, what the spread is. Um, like, if, if very few people are, like, more than 20% better than the average, it, it like... Whereas in, like, other times, the curve might be flatter, and there might be a ton of people with 20% better than the average. It's just, like, spread out more. Right. Um, so, all of it's a little bit hard to, hard to gather, but it's, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of interesting stuff when you dig into that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so many players are so good right now for those reasons. Like, Derek Cole on the Yankees is, was, had, like, such a good season, but he had to pitch for the Yankees this Yeah, season. I know. And I was um, just about to bring him up because he won the Cy Young. Um, and also, I think Anthony Volpe won a gold glove this year. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and uh, um, and yeah, on a on a bad team. Yeah, you know, just like uh, you know, I feel bad. You know, it's kind of like the with the Buffalo Bills. I feel that way about Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs is one of the best players in football right now, and he's just you know the, the Bills just aren't able to get it done yeah. with him on the team. You know. Their offensive coordinators this past week, and uh, yeah, and uh, this this last weekend was uh, with their with their new one. Not their names both escape me at the moment, yeah. which tells you how much I pay attention to that kind of stuff. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did notice a difference in the way they're playing with the new offensive coordinator. I think that uh, um, I feel like there was a. Some kind of a toxic uh, meshing going on with the other guy that it seemed like um, nobody was happy with the way he was calling plays. Yeah. And uh, 
And this past week, you know, Josh Allen kind of played the way you would recognize him playing most of the time, and he hasn't been this whole season up until this past game. So there's a little bit of hope there right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. There's, there's, like, the four divisions now, right? Like, how, like, uh, um, like, the Bills have not been that good this season, but the fact that they're, they're not really that far back makes it really frustrating for the rest of the season. It's like, oh, I got to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, well, they're, you know what? They're just a regular good football team this year. Yeah. Whereas the last few years, they've been an exceptionally good football team. Yeah. So, they're, so they're still, like, not out of it, and they're still, like, good, and they're good enough to watch, and they're good enough to have hope for, but it's just they're, they're not, like, outrageously good the way they were the last few years. Yeah. I and mean, they, they could probably get back, but the last, mm-hmm. the last few years were their real chances at the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Joe, you know, Joe Burrow's hurt, and uh, you know the the NFL is changing as the season goes right now. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, like the is back to baseball. Like I mean, the Diamondbacks made it to the World Series. They weren't. They they barely made it to the playoffs. So. Yeah, and sometimes uh, that kind of stuff comes in groups. You know, yeah. like the 2021 was. Uh, let's see, 2021 Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Uh, the Indy 500 was Elio Castroneves. Oh, one second. Hey, Diane. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I'm just talking to my brother on the phone. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, huh? Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it? Yeah. All right. Good to see you. Talking about, uh, I don't know, sports stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, that's it. Uh, so was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, on the pod, yeah. Okay, I think we covered our bases there. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll, uh, I'll shut it off now. All right, say, so, all right, well, we, I mean, I mean, okay, that's the end of the podcast. So, there, there we go.